This is uh, Wednesday. It's after the 11 o'clock news. That means left, right, and center with uh, Jeffrey Schlemmer, Robert Metz, and yours truly. And welcome, gentlemen. Hi, Hello. Jim. Nice to have you both here. I asked, as I often do when the guys come in, what are we talking about today? And Bob said, well, you know, there's an issue out there that won't go away. It's one we have not addressed, and it's perhaps one that uh, we could find some pertinence, given the left, right, and center slant of the various parts of the program. And, Bob, I'm going to ask you to start with the issue and where, what, where, where do you want to go with this? Well... You haven't mentioned the issue yet. I haven't. I figured you'd kind of set that up as the you issue, got to it. The issue is, is, is fundamentally abortion and where our governments and what, what position our governments should take on abortion and how to define the issue properly in a public forum. As, as you know, there was a, a recent shooting again, and this time resulting in a death, mm -hmm. of someone who was obviously very intent on believing that abortion is murder mm -hmm. that uh, and that in his mind possibly he was arguing that he was preventing the murders of many more unborn people. Um, and of course, we have to make the decision, what do we do with a person like that? Of course, we do treat him as a criminal and we have to bring this person to justice and in fact charge him with the very crime he's, he's complaining someone else is guilty of. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in all the debates I've ever heard about abortion fundamentally, and I, actually I haven't talked to Jeff about this yet, so I don't know where he's going to be sitting on this issue. <laughs> but I, I've always thought that the issue is always a little bit um, not not on the right footing because I'll tell you honestly I came from the right to life movement I that was my first political activity I was actually a member of right to life I I would be out at the booths at the Western Fair and take all kinds of abuse from all kinds of people mm -hmm. I'm not kidding you that was a an interesting experience but uh, as time went on I realized that that what a lot of those groups were was more political than social mm -hmm. and that their their idea of prohibiting abortion as a means of of limiting it is really backfiring on them big time that in fact in this country today we not only allow abortion we force all the taxpayers in the province to pay for it which i think is abhorrent in the reverse um, I'm personally opposed to abortion as a means of birth control. I don't think you'll find too many people out there who say that they're, quote, in favor of abortion. And I really don't like the pro-abortion term because nobody's really pro-abortion. It, it is a choice issue. But unfortunately, I think on the left, uh, and I don't know if Jeff will agree with this or not, but on the left, fundamentally, freedom of choice in abortion means that society must supply people with free abortions paid for by the taxpayer through the medical care system. Whereas I would believe that anyone making that choice would be fundamentally responsible for bearing the cost of that themselves. Well, let's find out what Jeffrey does think. Okay, well, uh, I guess... <laughs> think about this very carefully for a minute now. And uh, um, I, what I think, I guess, is that uh, fundamentally, everybody who knows me would say that I am a, uh, a strong pro-life person. Having said that, I would also say that it's up to the woman and not me. And uh, so my sort of focus has all along been that I would do absolutely everything I could to try to encourage a woman who gets pregnant and doesn't want the pregnancy to uh, to see it through one way or another. And I think that there's all kinds of things that we could do as a society to make, to make it easier for them um, to reduce the moral opprobrium, to make it uh, so that they're not, um, you know, economically wiped out by it. Um, but there were people who would say, there are people who would say, 
we should be increasing the moral opprobrium. But that's part of the problem is there is no there is no negativity attached to doing this. No, you want to, you know, right now I'm just telling you what I think. And what I think is that it would be healthier for everybody if we could persuade people to have babies through to uh, the point where they can be adopted. And uh, I think that, like, I would, I would just dearly love to see a world like that, a world where we encourage that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, from my end of it, bearing in mind that there are going to be unwanted pregnancies, to me that's the best, uh, the best alternative of the bunch, uh, bearing in mind that there isn't any, any real good answer. Um, but having said that, I've talked to uh, many women over the years who, who I respect deeply, who feel extremely strongly about this as being an issue uh, where the choice ultimately has to come down to the woman. And, uh, and I agree with that. I think that it does impact the woman far more than the man. And uh, for better or worse, that's the way that, uh, that God built us. <laughs> Uh, so I think that the woman gets the, uh, the say at the end of the day. But to say, I say that in the context that I would do absolutely anything I could to try and persuade the woman to see the baby through to the point where there could be an adoption. Okay, um, question for you then. Sure. You've said that uh, while you don't, you would work and do everything you could against this, that you do obviously still support the right of that woman to make the choice. That's a right that uh, has been enshrined, well, actually not enshrined in law in Canada, but it's been enshrined by the virtue of the fact that it isn't in the law. Um, why couldn't we just as easily turn that around and say, okay, the new paradigm is that if you get pregnant, you're going to have to have the child. Now, we'll take, you know, we'll, we'll find a home for it, we'll have it adopted, we'll do this or that. What's the, what's the moral difference between saying you have the option of, of having an abortion or not because we have ordered that that we the society says you can have one if you want it or saying you don't have to keep the child nobody's gonna make you do that but but here instead of saying we will allow you to kill the unborn child I, I realize that's inflammatory language but that's the argument we will allow you either to kill the unborn child that's what it is or I'm not or, or, about that. or or we will you know we will you go through to term now we you know we insist that you do that is there any moral issue between those two things to me it's not a moral issue it's a, it's a practical issue and that is that uh, it, it, the, the longer I'm involved in the law the more I think that you can't solve all the problems with laws and that uh, if you try to um, if you try to force people to do things with a big stick, that they'll find ways around it. And for me, it's it's almost more of a public health issue than anything else. That is, that if you purport to, to say, not going to have abortions, got to have them through to term, we'll do everything we can to support you, there are lots of people out there who will go back to having illegal abortions in horrible conditions. And to me, that's that's a, a real bad scenario. But is that their problem, or is that our problem? It's my problem as, a, as somebody who lives in this country. I don't want to see that kind of thing happening. And uh, the other issue that, that I'd address, as far as the cost of it, when Bob talks about, uh, about them being free, I... To me, that's not that big an issue in the sense that one way or another, I don't think abortions are that expensive a procedure anyway. Like, if you well, there are about, if there's 100000 a year. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is that, uh, on the other hand, if you were to be charged 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever the actual cost for a hospital in doing them, I, I don't have a dramatic problem with that either. I don't know but that just, that's, that's such a big that accessibility issue. The, that speaks yeah, I'm to trying to fact. agree with you here for a minute. Well, <laughs> actually, it's funny. You know, Jeff and I both are, both are I, I guess, pro-life and pro-choice. But I disagree with a lot of Jeff's reasoning in this, okay. because what he's saying is that, for, for example, morality is not an issue. And yet here, here he's explaining the moral situation, I think, with taxpayers paying for someone else's abortion, is that when someone, you know, the right to have your own opinion and the right to your beliefs means that no one has a right to force you to use anything that belongs to you in the commission of something that you don't believe in. So if you don't believe in abortion, no one has a right to force you to go pay for one, for heaven's sakes. That would be, uh, you know, that's the most, you know, to me, I see that as a moral issue. It, it is practical as well. 
To me, it's just an accessibility issue. If, if somebody said, you know, uh, all kinds of people can't get abortions because uh, it costs them too much so they can't do it, then it's a problem. But it's, uh, my understanding is that it's, it's a pretty simple procedure, and it's, it's, it's pretty that's cheap. Still, it's still a choice issue. And when somebody makes a choice to have, have that choice, then, you know, choice comes with responsibility. You can't have the choice and then put the responsibility on person B. That's, that's a t total nullation of the whole concept. Well, the Ontario government recently re removed uh, from the list, from the acceptable list, uh, uh, transsexual operations or transgender operations mm -hmm. to, uh, to uh, allow people to switch their genders. Uh, for some time, the government did pay for that. They saw that as a, a legitimate medical procedure that some people legitimately need, and they get paid for it. Now they say, no, we're not going to do that anymore, because that's, you're making that decision, and if you want to make the decision, you ought to pay for it. Jeff, two questions to you. As a lawyer, was that the right decision on the part of the government to say, no, we're not going to pay anymore? And if so, well, why would they pay for an abortion if they won't pay for that? Uh, well, my understanding is that the reason that they were paying for those was that uh, they had been persuaded that psychologically it was an important treatment for them, that it was never uh, considered to be an elective type of surgery. And, and whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, because I, I frankly have never really read much about that. But, but I understand that that's the argument, that it's, it's not a, a cosmetic thing that you're having done just because you feel like it, but that a psychiatrist has said, you got to have this or you're going to be a sick Person. The psychiatrist, um, to the best of my knowledge, the psychiatric community has not changed their opinion on that. So the government just decided they could save some money. Oh, uh, you're asking whether 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 I thought it was the right thing that they were funding it. Mm -hmm. Okay, if a psychiatrist or or if the medical community generally agree that it's something that's not elective and not just cosmetic, like a nose job or something, then I could be persuaded about that. As far as reducing hospital services generally, of course, I, I don't like that idea too much. Uh, but having said that, as I say, uh, on this particular issue, say unless there's an accessibility aspect to it, I don't have a particular problem with somebody going out and paying seventy-five dollars. I, I think that that's just a general trend you're going to see in our healthcare system anyway, is to uh, gradually wean away all anything that can be considered elective, mm -hmm. and getting back down to an insurance kind of concept of only insuring those really emergency, dire, straight mm -hmm. type of catastrophic situations, insurance. catastrophic health and, and illnesses. But so, the other issue, that, oh, sorry, I'll let you. No, I just don't think that relates directly to. Uh, the same issue as funding abortion or not funding abortion. I think that's a separate issue. Well, it, I guess it, it, it whether is, it's elective or not. Yeah, the, the, the point I was trying to make there was that here's a situation where there are many, many taxpayers who, who, would, who would not, do not support this kind of surgery for, for or, uh, transgender surgery, and yet they were compelled to pay for it. Now the government has said, no, you're not compelled to pay for it anymore, but they're still saying that people who are opposed to abortion, but you still have to pay for abortions. We have to pause for a moment. We're going to continue more on left, right, and center. The lines are open, too, 643-1290. Down, it is Left, Right, and Center with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer, the program wherein we take a look at issues of the day from differing political philosophies. I am, I'm going to ask e each of you guys the key question in this issue. And, and really, many people believe, and I, I think I'm one of them, that it really is the only question. And the question is, when does life begin? At what point is that gleam in mom and dad's eye, at what point past the gleam and past the act, does life actually exist? Because if it's not viable life, if it's not life, then abortion is just another surgical procedure. If it is life, then abortion is murder. And I don't know how you, I, personally, I don't think you can get away from that. I think you have to make that determination yourself. And if you're not willing to make it, then I think you're being dishonest about the issue. So Jeff, I would ask you first, in your heart of hearts, in your mind, when does life begin? Conception. Okay. So, 
All right. And Bob, I ask you the same question. Conception. No doubt about it. To deny that would be to, not, to deny our own humanity, wouldn't it? Well, but there are millions and millions of people who claim that they do not believe that, who claim that they don't believe it. Well, I think they've been discussing the issue on the wrong terms, and, and this is where I used to be confused for a long time on the issue. You, you know, there's a different issue when you're talking about the morality of the situation and when you're talking about the legality of it. Life begins at conception, but rights do not. Rights accrue until we're age 18 to 21 or something like that, depending where you are and what kind of acknowledgement of those rights your particular government may have. Mm -hmm. But rights are, are not inherent in anyone under the ability to have the corresponding side of the right, which is responsibility, understanding mm -hmm. those rights. And rights are very specific things, freedom of thought, belief, freedom of association, freedom of, uh, you know, um, speech, the basics. And certainly property rights is a fundamental thing. When we speak of the right to life, I believe we're speaking of the right to one's own person, to one's own self. And the complication that comes in with a pregnant woman, for example, is that there are two, two beings occupying the same space and time. And basically, so one person's right has to be in terms of rights, has to supersede the other who mm -hmm. does not possess a right, but could possess a status, mm -hmm. which can only be extended by the person who has the rights, which is the mother. The mother can choose whether that child will have, quote, rights or not. But that's where it starts. And that's why I still think also that the issue of viability is important, because once, uh, and that, that, that means once the fetus is independently capable of sustaining itself without having to be attached to the mother, because at that point, society can, can intervene without interfering with the mother's rights. That's the earliest point. Mm -hmm. And therefore, there can be a case to be made for not permitting preg you know, abortions in the final trimester, which I think is an abhorrency in any mm -hmm. case. But, um, and because society can take over, someone else can adopt that child, someone else can do something about that. But until then, no matter how we feel about it, no matter how morally opposed we are to it, we have no right to invade that person's sanctity of their right to life. If we can do that to her, then, we, then anybody can do it to us. And that's just a metaphysical fact. And I think it took me a long time to realize it because emotionally I didn't agree with it. Mm -hmm. Emotionally I felt just as you do. You know, I, I, was a, I was one of those people who was a... Just, just look at some of those pictures that, that some of the people distribute, you know, in terms of... What about of, the uh, argument that's made, though, Bob, that, that, uh, that, as you pointed out before, with rights comes responsibility, the idea of choice, that it should be a woman's choice, and the argument is made the woman had the choice to have sex or not have sex in the vast majority of these cases. There are a few exceptions. The vast majority of the woman, indeed, already had a choice. She made her choice. This is the consequence of the choice. And it's intellectually dishonest to say that she now deserves or has a right to a second choice. She made the first one. Here are the consequences. Oh, I don't want to deal with them. I give me another choice. Is that is? And Jeff, I'll ask you this: Is that a dishonest? Is that a bit of sophistry there? Do you think? Well, yeah, sure. Of course it is. It's for one thing to to back up a step, the other way of looking at it would be to say, well, if you're not the person who was involved in it, if you're not the person who was in the other side of the sex, then it's none of your business. You know, it's, a, it's I can't imagine anything more personal than, than that, but uh, this whole business about you, you've got yourself into a bad situation, so it's your tough luck, it's your responsibility, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really t advance the argument anywhere. It doesn't solve the problem. But is it a question of, is it your tough luck 
Or is it that you now have, by your own previous choice, you have created a situation where you now have new responsibilities? It's not about tough luck. Well, because of the choices you made, you now have a new responsibility to this new life. I'd say it's an excuse for, for tough luck, and uh, it's another way of saying the same thing. This is a new life that they're responsible for, but that they don't want to be responsible for, and that there may be uh, compelling reasons for that. They may just not be nasty, horrible people. They may not be care uncaring monsters. They may have some very good reasons why this is a big, big problem. Right. But having said that, as they say, for me, it is a community responsibility mm -hmm. in the sense that uh, if I don't like it, if I'm trying to persuade somebody else, please don't do this, please don't have the abortion, then from my end of it, to me, it's no practical answer to say, please don't have the abortion because if you do, I'll throw you in jail. Uh, that's just not how I'm going to accomplish what I want to accomplish. The way I'm going to accomplish it is by saying, please don't have the abortion, and if you don't, We'll do everything we can to support you. We'll make sure, again, that there, there isn't a moral opprobrium. We'll make sure that you're, to, to the extent that we can, in no worse position at the end of this than I am as the person who also has an interest in this. I think, I think there's also another fundamental issue there, and that is, I remember once I had an experience when I was uh, editor of, of a small paper called the London Metro, New, uh, Metro Bulletin, and we published an article by a woman who had had an abortion, and I had to work on that article with her, and this was at a time when I was pretty pretty anti-abortion. So it was a very difficult experience for me, but I sure learned a lot about how she felt about it, and and uh, it wasn't a pleasant experience for her, not something she wanted to repeat again. But she certainly felt she had that right, because from her point of view, and this is one of the few times we allow people to kill, is in the, in the act of self-defense. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women are acting, whether rightly or wrongly, or whether you agree with it or not, out of, a, out of perhaps fear, you know, but basically acting out of self-defense. What are they defending, though? Their, their possible future, what the consequences of carrying out the, the birth might be, what, whatever, however they may interpret but it. The law Some may be just, just afraid sure. of the potential pain but of the childbirth. the law doesn't Some allow you to do that, does it, Jeff? You can't. I mean, it, it, given self-defense, there has to be, my understanding, there has to be a clear and imminent danger to yourself, and you are required to respond appropriately to the level of that danger. Is that not correct? Yeah, like I don't think it's an argument based on strict letter of the law. I think it's an argument by analogy that, that Bob is making that mm -hmm. uh, there, there are recognitions that there may be circumstances where you're justified to do something that normally you're not. But my question in. is why would there be that recognition? The law is pretty clear and works pretty well right across the whole area of our of our human behaviors and now in this one little area somebody's saying no no it's a self-defense issue. I have a right to defend my future. Well, again, I think that that's more of a moral argument than, a, than a, an argument referring specifically to our criminal code, because it is obviously a little bit different. Our criminal code specifically says, as you say, you know, if somebody's going to hurt you physically or hurt somebody else physically, then you can uh, intervene. Um, but we don't really sort of get beyond that into somebody's going to hurt you emotionally, somebody's going to hurt you economically or any else. It's like physical harm we're just talking about in the criminal code. We're going to pause for just a moment. We will be back on our physically harmless program. <laughs> Talk the town. Left, right, and center on 1290 CJBK. Left, right, and center with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer and yours truly, Jim Chapman. We're talking about uh, a very contentious issue in our society, and that issue is abortion. We are doing it, though, in the way we try to do all our issues here, which is to keep emotion out of it as much as we can and to try and look at the, uh, the logical realities, if I can put it that way. Um, of the issues that we discuss and and I think this is one of them that cries out for a dispassionate discussion because passion can creep in so quickly and and distort the whole thing I want to put a question to both of you again as I did a moment or two before and it's one of the uh, it's the moral dilemma question 
You have uh, an individual who believes in his or her heart of hearts that abortion is indeed murder and that in fact people who are abortionists are murdering babies on a daily basis. I believe the figure is over 100,000 a year in Canada. I don't know what it is in the States, skyrocketing in the States. You have this individual who lives in our society, who uh, subscribes to the rules of our society for most of his or her life, but reaches a point in that life where they simply, and this is their rationale to themselves, I cannot stand by any longer and allow this murder to happen. I cannot, I, how can I stand before God on Judgment Day and have him say, why didn't you do anything? And I didn't, I don't have an answer for him. And I'm going, I've talked to people who believe very strongly, and that, that's the mindset, that's where they're coming from. That individual then buys a gun, pulls the trigger, and kills the abortion provider. Now, Bob has already indicated we have no choice in our society but to treat that person as a criminal, because indeed he or she is a criminal. Yes. Um, and, and should be uh, uh, pursued with the full, full force of the and law. Morally, they are too, I believe. Well, that's my next question. If, that, if the individual truly believes what I've just posited to you, that by, by taking this step, that they have in fact reconciled themselves to their own beliefs, their own religious belief system, and that they have literally in their mind, literally, not figuratively, but literally prevented a dozen, a hundred, a thousand murders, are they morally wrong? I'm not, no question they're legally wrong and should be punished. I think all three of us agree on that. But is there no, are there no moral grounds on which you can at least say, well, what you did is comprehensible. I don't accept that. I don't no, believe I don't support I don't it, but it's comprehensible. So. I think a person like that is self-indulgent, self-centered, and is playing God. I, I think that the reason that person killed the other person was for his own emotional satisfaction and for nothing else. It's a completely self-centered Yeah, but you can't, you can't say that because you can't prove it. How do you know well, it was their emotional satisfaction? Because he's shooting at the symptom, not at the cause, and that's not going to solve the thing. He didn't, so he didn't stop one abortion. Every woman that wants to have an abortion and is planning to get one is still going to get one. Every single one of them. Well, I'm not so sure because all, we see... We, all we, he's done is put a, a, a higher demand on the other existing abortion But doctors. we see situations where doctor after doctor now is saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. And many people believe if enough of them, if there's enough terror out there, that eventually well, almost all of them will this stop. This is precisely my point. If you want a society ruled on terror then you can support that, and then you can justify this kind of action, but I don't think you can. Isn't you know, it isn't, uh, again, when we no. talk about morality, Jim, we're talking about choice. Choice is morality. When you, when you remove choice from the, from the equation, there, there are no issues of morality remaining. If everything you do in life is forced, morality is a non-issue. You would have a very technocratic, uh, you know, technological, just logical society, something like what they tried to paint on Star Trek with the concept mm -hmm. of the Vulcans, you know, just mm -hmm. everything logic, no emotion, no, mm -hmm. no substance to life type of thing. But that, you know, morality is making choices, and when people talk about wanting to have a moral society, what we're addressing is the fundamental values of society. This guy who shot this abortionist is just basically shooting in the air. He wasn't shooting, he just had no way of of focusing on where the problem was, which was a whole societal value system. But that, he, could that, make the, he could make the case to you, and it's a compelling case, that that individual he killed will not kill another baby. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a fact, isn't but, but that, he hasn't accomplished anything. But isn't that the rationale? We go to war on the same rationale. If I kill enough of those guys, uh, I'm going to be able to impose well, my will if, on I them. I know some people who are so opposed to taxes that you'd be, you'd be afraid to put a gun in these people's hands because they might go and shoot some politician mm -hmm. and feel perfectly justified at it, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. They could give you a strong moral argument. 
why what that politician is doing is so wrong and that by shooting him they've saved a hundred taxpayers so much money. Yes, but and I saved think that where that lives. where that I falls mean, apart is the crimes are the crimes are not parallel. They are apples and oranges. What, it's when, murder and murder. It's not, but if you kill if you murder the tax collector, it's not. And we said before about an appropriate response. That's not an appropriate response because he didn't. Well, murder, that's my point. He Jim. didn't. But no, but murdering he the abortionist isn't an appropriate no, but response. But if you I'm not saying it is either. I don't want anybody to misunderstand. The point I'm trying to make though is if you are in that mindset where you believe what he's doing is murder, then you're trading murder for murder in a tax situation. By no stretch of anybody's imagination is the tax man murdering you because he's taxing you. That's well, the point I'm trying to make. I've heard guys argue that though. That's well, my point. And you might say, yeah, they're kooky. Well, right, they are. And so is this. <laughs> guy and that's the parallels are just all exact right well all jeff the let me ask you from a, a lawyer's perspective now i'm going to posit the same thing again this individual really truly believes this this individual is not sociopathic or psychopathic as we would understand those terms except for this one particular area that they feel very deeply in they are functioning members of society they are also prepared to do they did the crime they're prepared to do the time um, is there any do they have any semblance any scrap of moral ground in which to stand by saying Yes, I did wrong. Yes, I murdered someone. But by taking one life, I've saved hundreds. Well, no, they don't, for starters. And Bob sort of articulated the reasons pretty clearly, I think. But I understand what you're saying, and that is that in their mind, they can persuade themselves that murder equates murder. And you go back to the Old Testament, an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, and all that kind of stuff. But having said that, you know... Even if you want to take it to the level of well, you know, if you uh, if they can persuade themselves that the uh, doctor is is murdering somebody, it's like well, you know, in the United States they murder a lot of people. You know, they murder a lot of people on death row. That you know, you can go over to to uh, Bosnia wherever you want. If the standard is that somebody killed somebody and therefore I'm going to kill them, they're going to have to kill an awful lot of people in the world. Now, practically speaking, whether it's going to do any good, what what I've heard, I've just got back from uh, New York City, uh, and talking about. Um, what's happening down there and they say that basically doctors are generally rallying to the cause and that there are more doctors volunteering to do abortions now as this is happening so tactically is he going to get anywhere I, I don't think so uh, is he is he damaging the cause obviously he's damaging the cause of pro-lifers immensely like I, I sure hope he doesn't have a pro-life button on while he's killing somebody uh, you know and it's just intensely embarrassing for all of the religious groups for for the churches who support pro-life causes uh, to have this this wacko associated with them and it gives immense um, power, I think, to the pro-choice movement with him out there, because obviously people are going to be uh, repelled by what he's doing. The people who, the vast majority of the people who who morally agree with his position on this issue would are appalled by what he's doing, I'm and everybody so, else is too. You know, I, I have to, and I'm only speaking my opinion here. I'm not so sure that they are appalled and repelled. I think there are lots and lots and lots of people out there who, while they are not at all willing to come forward and admit this because it's simply not something you do in our society. Uh, if I, if there was any way to make the bet and collect on the bet, I would bet a fair amount of money that there are literally millions of people across North America who secretly are saying, way to go, that guy. Well, I, I don't know who they would be. Certainly, I don't think of anybody I know who's sort of a Christian would think that, uh, and I don't see how they could reconcile it with any sort of... Uh, well, you just said it a moment place. ago, an eye for an eye. That's, it's pretty easy to reconcile. Yeah. Well, most Canadian Christians if, aren't really the Old Testament types. No, no. We make the New Testament a lot no, better. But, but, but <laughs> if, if, if the assumption then again is, is that these people do genuinely believe it is murder, then that opens a whole lot of doors, a whole lot of justifications, and there, there are justifications in the Bible for doing that. 
well, again, my most of the Christians that I know, and certainly including myself, are, are more of the New Testament types, and I don't I don't recall anything that Jesus said that would remotely now, Jeffrey, justify you know something you, like that. You know, you can't do that. You can't make that distinction. Oh, <laughs> I just did. There are many, many people out there who profess to be Christians. Every, every who, word of the Old Testament, do, that's who, right. If you can find not, it in there, that's right. They do not acknowledge that, that difference. 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel. The two numbers you can use to be part of our discussion today. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK. And I'm joined today by the brain of London and the pain of London, and we can decide which is which. Uh, Josh Lemmer and Bob Nets. We've been talking about uh, some of the uh, some of the ramifications of the abortion issue, not specifically about abortion itself, but some of the ramifications, legal and moral and otherwise, of this dilemma in our society today. I, I heard a commentator some time ago on uh, uh, one of the American channels. In fact, I think it was. Well, it doesn't matter what it was. One of the American channels. They were talking about this, and he made the made, made the statement that that America, the United States, is a land of cowards. And he was asked why he felt that. Uh, he said, I believe, or where's this effect, I believe America is a land of cowards because we have poll after poll that tells us that tens of millions of Americans believe life begins at conception, tens of millions believe that abortion is murder, and yet they're not doing anything about it. Are they doing nothing about it? Well, I think the, the moral majority, the, the hardcore religious right are certainly working away at it. Uh, and they're trying to... Uh, to go back to sort of how it was before. Was it Roe versus Wade, I think, was the mm -hmm. uh, decision in 73, the Supreme Court, uh, where they effectively legalized abortion. So, no, I think they're working away hard at it, uh, in the South particularly. Uh, I think it's still a very live issue. Uh, but it's interesting, though, that uh, in Canada, uh, even the uh, the right-wing parties, I don't think, have adopted that part of what would traditionally be considered to be a right-wing value, I think. Okay, I want to uh, take advantage of, of the considerable intellect of both of my guests today. Uh, and, no, I'm serious. Um, can you, either of you explain to me, the, from a philosophical point of view or an intellectual point of view, the difference between... And here's, here's another one of the arguments. I'm just devil's advocate here. One of the arguments is that, okay, all these pro-choice people believe that until the moment of birth, essentially, that it's not a human being, so if it gets in the mother's incorrect, way... Incorrect, incorrect. Well, many, many... I'm not one of them. Okay. I already said that I believe it's a human being, as did Jeff. But I said that, that rights cannot begin until a certain point. Okay. And that's a, <clears throat> that is the fundamental problem. But is it, if you're talking, like, you're talking 10 <clears throat> seconds then, 10 seconds no. from in the womb and to out of the womb. You no. have no rights and you do have rights. You can't, well, no, you don't even have rights outside the womb, I'm afraid okay. to admit. All right. Not oh, a full accord. Well, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Now, the, but, the, where I was going was, and this is the argument that's often made, if there were doctors in hospitals killing newborn babies, we'd be marching on the hospitals with pitchforks. And I'm, I'm just asking you guys, what's wrong intellectually or logically with that argument? People because who make of, that argument. Because of the fact that the unborn baby is not apart from the mother. It's not an individual. The only kind of right that exists in society is called an individual right. And until a person becomes an individual, he cannot acquire even any portion of that right. And this is why I think... It's not that there aren't millions of people trying to do something about abortion. It's that what they are trying to do is not metaphysically possible. I mean, consider the consequences of illegality. What do you do with the woman who tries to abort herself, for example? Do you kill her? Is she an attempted murderer? Um, it's funny, in laws like this, we probably don't do anything with the woman. Who we go after is the abortionist. If it's, you know, we always go after the provider. It's the same as drug laws. We don't go after the users as much as we go after the providers. Mm -hmm. In prostitution, we don't go after the johns as much as we go after the prostitutes themselves. So 
the consequence of the law falls on the wrong party. Mm -hmm. It falls onto the person who's providing a service where the other person's making the choice and they're the ones committing the, quote, moral crime because they're instituting the choice and the action to go ahead with mm -hmm. it, if that's what we want to call it. Okay, I understand so, all of that, but I'm still perplexed here. I still, I'm, I'm, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm a, perfect, I'm a perplexed DA here. Mm -hmm. um, I still don't understand the difference between killing the baby in the womb and killing the baby afterwards for the following reason. The baby just born is only that. The potential of that baby does not exist yet, any more than the potential of the child in the womb exists. You can say, well, you might have lived to be 80 years old and been the, you know, been the Prime Minister of Canada. Might have, doesn't cut it. Well, for me, the, the line is, is purely arbitrary. You draw the line wherever you want to draw the line. I remember the uh, the sketch in the Monty Python movie, The Meaning of Life, uh, every sperm is sacred. You know, that if you want to, you could argue that. No, it's not arbitrary. It's very, no, very, I, clear. It, very it, clear. To me, to me, the line is where you set it uh, to achieve a certain result. You know, and you, if you decide that uh, you want to have, for instance, abortions available to late term or whatever, you decide that's where life starts, whatever. But life is a pretty arbitrary concept anyway. Uh, you know, what <laughs> you asked earlier, when does life begin? I said life begins at 40, you know, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, there are people who argue, for instance, there are uh, animal uh, rights people who argue that animal lives are as, as precious as human lives. There are other people who would argue that life is precious and all it's for, well, there's all kinds of but again, when, life but out the, there but who, the in issue, all different forms. But the public issue with government has to do with rights. Governments can only legislate for or against rights. We cannot give to, give to any being, be it an animal, a fetus, a child, something that does not exist in reality. We, we, we can say that they have rights, but they don't, because we know the definition of the word rights means all the responsibilities inherent with it. Now, what if we decide and, that's not what it means? And certainly we live in a society today that doesn't believe well, that. We don't believe rights are... That's why we're confused about so many issues, because we're using the wrong words for the wrong concept. The word I use to describe the child's status is status. Animals may have status. They can't have rights because they can't acknowledge the same right in another being. They don't... Like, I mean, when one animal devours another, we don't go and arrest him for violating the rights of the other animal. That, that doesn't exist mm -hmm. in the world of force, but again, which is the world of nature. You're defining life based on a, a result you want to achieve, which is that once people are out and in, in separate that they have these rights, then uh, but I, I would submit that it's an arbitrary distinction again. And from my end of it, like, I understand why people want to go back to first principles to try and figure out, you know, what should my position be? And how can you have a position, for instance, that says, well, Schlemmer agrees that life begins at conception, and yet he just said he doesn't mind uh, or, or he's prepared to allow women to have abortions after that. Uh, you know, he's justifying murder. How can he do that? Well, because you know, that's the kind of argument that you get back to. But from my end of it, again, uh, in a pragmatic world, it's what result do you want to achieve? Uh, and so then the you go end back justifies from there. the means? Well, as far as defining terms, uh, I think that there's no such thing, for instance, as a, an ultimate uh, definition in the universe of this is life. This is what life is. And nothing else is, is life except that one nice, thing. Nice duck, nice duck, but That's you didn't answer my question. True. So you're saying the end does justify the means? Well, I'm saying that I don't know what... I, I don't know what, uh, what... Does the end justify the means or not? Yes or no? <laughs> you mean generally in life or well, in this particular issue? <laughs> it, 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 does it vary with you from issue? Does your morality change from issue to issue? We're going to pause for... morality? A, we're going to pause for a second and continue our discussion with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer right here on 1290 CJBK. And we are discussing an issue today that, uh, in a way that I think it is not discussed nearly often enough, and that is uh, as much as we can be dispassionate about it, and we are looking, trying to understand all the various uh, feelings that people uh, have and that they bring to bear on this issue. Um, that's why we haven't gone the religious route. I haven't got brought religion into it. I really don't want people calling to talk about the religious aspect of it. We've done that many times on the program. I'm sure we'll 
again in the future, but we're, today it's more philosophical, from a philosophical point of view. And uh, how valid are these various arguments made on either side? Uh, we've got caller Jim waiting. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Great, thanks. Um, we all have ethics, whether you want to call it religion or not, but we won't go that route. Uh, question. Do you believe, Jeff and Bob, that uh, an abortion is a legally recognized medical procedure in Canada? I have no idea. I believe that it is, correct? I believe in the United States it's also a recognized medical procedure. I don't know if there are laws that specifically say that certain procedures are legal or, or not. I, I don't know that. Well, that, that, that's the argument that those on, uh, that the, in the abortion camp use. That it's, a, it's a recognized medical procedure. Well, I, I would have thought the issue was more that it was not recognized to be illegal. Well, illegal or legal. My point is, why can't I take funds then out of my own bank and buy one hour on CFPL TV and show an abortion on television. If it's a recognized legal medical procedure, I could show a half-hour heart operation, but they won't show abortion. Why is that? Well, I'm not sure that they wouldn't. Why well, they, wouldn't, well, they wouldn't won't. They? Trust me. CFPL I'm TV. sure I saw one done on the Phil Donahue show once. CFPL TV wouldn't even show the placards that were at the corner of Wallington and Commissioner's Road because they said they were too inflammatory they were too grotesque well if there's truth behind the abortions that it's legal and it's recognized by the government yada 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 why are they afraid to show the flip side of the truth uh, jim i i tend to agree with your if we with your contention society, that we should show both sides of the issue and that was my initial involvement in the issue was that whenever the issue was debated you never saw that exactly. other side and we have you see the problem is society in general has the pro the pro life or the anti abortionists we have had to bear the burden of presenting the truth for all these years and I believe we've done that scientifically all the scientists in the world will prove to you that that life begins at conception it's a zygote and yada 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 they've done tests I have papers in my files that the DNA of a 14 year old which they took from him when he was one week old is exactly the same so personally I believe science will prove that. Well, well, Jim, science will only prove that life begins at conception. Nobody's arguing that here. The, prob but, the problem but, here, but though, rights, is defensible right rights, yes, okay, now, can't begin until after a child becomes an individual. What happens in the legal suits when the mother dies and all the rights to the, all the, rights to the estate pass to the, to the baby that just pulled out of the womb or was in the womb? Okay. There's been all kinds of cases like that, yeah. too. Yeah, but that, right obviously that child became viable. Pardon me? Obviously that child became viable. If it died, it wouldn't have any rights passed on to it. But even while it was in the womb, the estate was passed on to that child. Yes, and it was and the it, choice of the all, parents all to do so. to that estate. You see my point? So, I think they have to be born alive, though, before they actually yeah. have any rights. And there are lots of cases where people have been injured and, and the, uh, the infant in the womb has been injured or killed. And I think that unless they're born alive, they, they end up having no right to sue or anything. Jim, we've run out of time. Yeah, here. I know. It's, yeah. A, it's an interesting debate, and, and I still believe you have to bring the religion aspect into it, as well as the philosophical and the ethical. But uh, well, Not today. Not today, though. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. 643-1290. As I said, we've done the religious side of it many, many times. And I was look, trying to get some different insights today. I don't have a, a last word to you kind of question to either one of you because this has been such an interesting discussion today and, and uh, we're not any closer to, I don't think, uh, um, a solution that makes everybody happy than when we started and I don't know that such a solution exists. But well, you certainly know, e e even Jim there, who uh, was obviously opposed to abortion, what he was talking about presupposed some level of choice to mm -hmm. present both sides of the issue. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly believe if you did that to every woman that was considering an abortion, you'd see a reduced number of abortions. Mm -hmm. It's just not being done that way. They're trying to sell abortion.
because it's free, the government's offering it, and they want to make all the nasties go away mm -hmm. so that you don't know about it. And I think that's not an informed decision. Jeff, should we be showing abortions on television? Uh, I don't, well, I don't care to watch uh, most surgical operations on television. As far as whether people should have a right to access information about this stuff, yeah, they should. Um, there is a problem, I know, with the, um, the emotional versus the, the factual aspect of it, and I don't know how you deal with that, because it's an emotional issue for all of us. And as Jim said, fundamentally, it's an issue that comes back to our core ethics. From my end of it, I hate abortion. I just hate the idea of it. Um, but I recognize and believe that, uh, more importantly, it's not my call. So the end does justify the means. <laughs> <laughs> i got to think about that. <laughs> my thanks to both my guests today, uh, uh, Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. Always a pleasure to have them here. And they are here every Wednesday on Left, Right, and Center. On tomorrow's program, city police have just kicked off a campaign to crack down on aggressive drivers. Where have we heard that before? Just how bad are we, though? Are drivers in the big city in Toronto really worse than drivers here? Any other city, for that matter? Tomorrow, we've got a... Uh, Journalist Robert Kiner, who's got behind the wheel on the streets of Canada's five most dangerous cities, driving, drivingly, 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 the most drivingly driving dangerous, yeah, driving <laughs> the most dangerous cities from a driving point of view, he says, and he's got some very interesting results as to that. Also, the top ten of everything in 1999, more than a thousand lists, a lot of it's Canadian content. Like, what's the wettest city in Canada? Do you know that? We'll find that out tomorrow. And making sense of the wired world. How much of all this new technology do we really need to keep up? We've got Paul Hoffert with a scientist, researcher, writer, composer, former member of the band Lighthouse. He's got a new book called The Bagel Effect that tells us all about that. It's our compass to navigate the wired world. And that is all coming up on tomorrow's edition of Talk of the Town. Friday, we're taking a look at Canada's living standards and the changing face of education, too. All sorts of good things. Please stay tuned for it. This is a special repeat edition today of Ask the Experts. It's not live, it's on tape, but it is Bud Polhill, our automotive expert, 12.30 today. For Jeff, and for Robert, and for Ryan, and for Karen, it's Jim saying, please take care of each other, mind how you go, and we'll see you tomorrow on the next Talk of the Town. <laughs>